My name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangra while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. Hey, my name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed this time round, served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. The biggest news is also a very sad piece of news that after battling complications arising from COVID-19 in the last few days, composer Shravan Rathore of Nadeem Shravan fame passed away in Mumbai last evening, leaving behind a son and a wife who are also unwell, admitted to a different hospital. It is absolutely heartbreaking to see the list of fatalities rise and to see how cruelly so many families have been ripped apart all across the world. Speaking about his deep loss, Nadeem Sefi told the press yesterday, My Shanu is no more. We have seen an entire lifetime together. We saw our highs. We saw our lows. We've grown up with each other in so many ways. We never lost touch and no physical distance could ever separate the two of us. I'm in deep pain as I say this, but my friend, my companion, my partner of so many years is no more. It has indeed left such a vacuum. I spoke to his son who was inconsolable. We'd been in touch on a regular basis for the last several days when Shravan complained of ill health. He had to be rushed to hospital. Shravan's wife and son are also unwell and they are still in hospital. I'm feeling so helpless that I cannot be there physically for them to help them and to bid farewell to my friend. Considered the undisputed kings, the top composer duo of the 1990s. Nadeem Shravan scored the music for films that came to define the Bollywood sound of the 90s. From Aashiki and Sajan to Dil Hai Ki Manta Nahi, Diwana, Salami, Raja Hindustani, Pardes, Raz, Dharkan, Damini, Dosti, Dil Hai Tumhara, Hum Hai Rahi Pyaar Ke, you name it, Dilwale, so many others. A rich legacy that will forever be remembered with fondness. Rest in peace, Shravanji. Every Bollywood fan owes you a tremendous state of gratitude you will always be special did you hear about this writer director Vikram Bhatt a master of thrillers he has just dropped his latest hood on it this is crammed with all the plot twists and the sinister developments that you expect from 
Vikram Bhatt, I suppose, signature Vikram Bhatt. Streaming on one of India's most exciting platforms, the MX player. It is called Bisat Khel Shatranjka, a game of chess. Now, commenting on Bollywood taking a hard knock like the rest of the world, grappling with the fallout of this pandemic that continues to rage across India, Vikram Bhatt says, look, please don't forget, we are a part of the community first, then we are a part of the entertainment industry. We have to do what's best for the community. It is the hardest choice for anyone to make, either in government or on a personal level, whether to save lives first or to save livelihoods. But it is, I think it's, it's described as a Hobson's choice, right? When you're offered something which is not really a choice. It is hard, but please remember, we need to do what is best for the community first and then think about the film industry. Now, here's another story that involves my favorite girl behind the camera, director Sahiba Ashwini Ayyattiwari. Yesterday, I spoke about her debut novel. It was due out next month, but in the light of the COVID situation in India, it's now been postponed to a later date. Meanwhile, Ashwini wasn't just busy penning a book when the world went into lockdown last year and life came to a screeching halt. She has also been working on the screenplay of her next film, which is going to be a biopic on two exceptional people who make a great couple. Narayan and Sudha Murthy, entrepreneurs, educationists and committed philanthropists who didn't just make Infosys one of the greatest IT companies in India, if not the world. Their drive to educate, to enlighten, to encourage the next generation, especially those from disadvantaged backgrounds. That is truly inspirational. Ashwini Ayyattiwari says that working on the life story of Mr. Narayan Murthy and Mrs. Sudha Murthy has been a learning for life. Their story also makes you think about your priorities, what you your purpose in life is apart from the work you do. I know that this is not a movie, it's a life experience. I know deep in my heart that this will be my most challenging and my most cherished film for life. Now, you may or may not know this, but Narayan and Sudhamurti's daughter is married to our Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak. Of course, you knew that. Shakti Kapoor's son, Shraddha Kapoor's brother, actor Siddhant Kapoor, not Siddharth, there's an end there. Siddhant Kapoor, he's working diligently to make his own way in Bollywood, consciously blanking out any chatter that attributes his career to the fact that he's a Bollywood insider, a star kid. Now, after playing a range of characters in films like Hasina Parker, Paltan, Bhoot, The Haunted Ship, and more recently, Hello Charlie, Siddhant is also flexing his artistic muscle in season two of an OTT series which is titled Bhaukal. Now, adding his tuppence to the nepotism debate, Siddhant Kapoor says that I've had a childhood like any other industry kid, you know, where our lives totally revolved around films and films alone. I learned filmmaking. I also assisted before my first acting break, which came in Shootout at Badala. But then when he was asked that, listen, don't you agree that when you're an insider, when you are an industry kid, it's so easy for you, yaar. He said, well, it is a bit easy, but at the same time, expect Expectations are sky high in comparison to non-filmy debutants. The pressure to establish yourself makes it tough as you have to prove yourself at every step. Yes, it is easy to enter the industry, but it is very tough to sustain yourself. Bollywood is buzzing about the Radhe Your Most Wanted Bhai trailer, which dropped yesterday. I 
don't wish to talk about it too much only because I have nothing complimentary to say about it. Salman Khan fans and I know there are millions please give me one good reason to watch Radhe Your Most Wanted Bhai. From what I could tell from the trailer wahi action wahi dialogues wahi dance moves wahi check shirt wahi swag how can you tell the difference between one Salman Khan film and the other? How? I mean the only thing fans are highlighting and buzzing about is the fact that Salman Khan's had his first on-screen kiss with Disha Patni. I mean surely there has to be more substance to a film than that, right? Any Salman Khan fans listening to me, ek mujhe reason de dijiye please, ek reason ki jaake main ye film dekhun. Chahe digital par, chahe theater mein. Naturally, all the big stories from Bollywood reflect the sad state of affairs in India right now in some states including Delhi absolutely harrowing. And it's not surprising that showbiz has come to a grinding halt. Our stars are trying to galvanize their fans to do the right thing right now. Film releases have all been put on hold, adopting a wait and watch policy. Salman Khan has already announced his strategy for Radhe, which is out this Eid in cinemas where cinemas are allowed to be open, otherwise at the same time streaming on a pay-per-view platform, hoping to make some money on digital as well. Now, other films may or may not take the same route, but speaking about Anand Pandit's film Chehre that brings Amitabh Bachchan and Imran Hashmi together on screen for the first time. Imran Hashmi recently said, Today, everyone is dealing with the pandemic in their own ways. We don't have answers to a lot of questions in our minds. Everyone is going through the same thing. Our business is not singled out and nor is it the only one facing a crisis. Just when we thought we were out of the woods, it has hit back even harder. Eventually, it will be the producer's call where and how they plan to exhibit Chehre. We are all hoping and wishing for normalcy to return, which seems a little distant right now. Even when theatre is eventually open, it will take a while for the audience to start rolling back in. Therefore, at such times, the producer's decision becomes crucial. But rising above film releases, looking at what the community, what the nation, what the world is facing, please, people, wear a mask, maintain social distancing, do the right thing. Son of Padma Shri, Ustad Puranchand Vadali and a part of the famous Vadali brothers, synonymous with Sufi music and a deeply spiritual approach to their craft. Lakhvinder Vadali, after almost 15 years of singing professionally, he is getting a lot of love right now for his first Bollywood song, Rabmania. I absolutely love it. Now, elaborating on the experience in a recent interview, Lakhvinder Vadali says that since the composition was old, Rabmania, reinventing and moulding it to suit the needs of our generation was a new thing for me. It felt nice having the creative freedom to craft it my way. Rocha Kohli, who composed the song really well, I had a lot of fun singing it and living the moment while approaching this tune. Then he was asked, what is your creative process like? Lakhvinder Radhi says, every song has its own style and nature. Different people work for different aspects of the song. For me, what is important is that my director and I are on the same page while we approach a piece. Since I have a style of my own, I always like to take the lyrics, take the melody and make it my own. Then he was asked, look, you're the son of Padmashri Ustad Puranchand Vadali ji. What is the one thing you have imbibed from your dad which has stayed with you and not just that, which you make sure you act upon every time you compose something new or sing something new. He says, my dad always said, words demand emotions. And as a singer, it is very important to pay attention to that little detail. One can create magic that way. Is there anyone you would like to collaborate with? Lakhvinder Vadali, he said, well, the one name that pops into my mind now that I am doing Bollywood soundtracks, A.R. Rahman. 
Now with Karthik Aryan's dismissal from the sequel of Dostana, which had already wrapped a fair amount of the shoot in 2019, then COVID-19 hit us and everything went stone cold. This has drawn a deep wedge between those who love what Karan Johar and Dharma stand for and those who absolutely loathe everything about it. While it's true that Dharma is an established name, it is a front runner in Bollywood when it comes to films for the young hip urban crowd. Equally true that Karan Johar has personal equations with most of the A-list, branded by many as the torchbearer of nepotism in Bollywood and all the rest of it. Nonetheless, this very public rift with Karthik Aryan could go against Dharma big time. Because Karthik Aryan is now the outsider who broke in, who established a solid fan base and is now seen as a hero who can conquer the box office on his own steam. Now this professional rift could have big repercussions for Dharma which is only just recovering from a nasty spell last year when Sushant's tragic death led to a massive backlash against Dharma. I hope this story will end well. Will it? Now in Bollywood's busy and buzzing remake factory Kabir Singh producer Murad Khetani's next Tamil remake Thadam this was originally planned with Siddharth Malhotra and Ronald Thakur in mind this will now star Siddharth nahi Aditya Roy Kapoor opposite Ronald Thakur it's an action packed thriller where Aditya gets the opportunity his first opportunity to play a double role now fans are also very excited to see how he looks opposite Mrinal Thakur another talent who's making her way to the top faster than anyone imagined Disney Plus Hotstar they promised us big film releases after the pandemic changed the face of entertainment last year and many films like Akshay Kumar's Lakshmi Varun and Sara's Coolie number no. 1 remake they eventually had the courage to go rushing into the arms of digital when they knew that this pandemic was not going to go away overnight and so many other films have followed in their footsteps right Disney Plus Hotstar have now officially announced that Ajay Devgan's war saga Bhuj the Pride of India this will begin streaming on their platform from the 15th of August this year which is India's Independence Day now this is directed by Abhishek Dudhia it is a film that is set during the 1971 war between India and Pakistan it is based on an Indian air force officer Vijay Karnik who reconstructed an air base during the war with the help of 300 women from the neighboring villages now besides ajay devgan bhuj also stars sonakshi sinha sanjay dath nora fatehi sharad kelkar and ami virk you can catch shabnam sahi the ultimate storyteller weekdays 9 am to 12 noon Welcome to Sunrise Radio. How are you? Kaise ho aap? Main bahut hi acha hu. I'm very good and uh, very happy to be here. Ah, I'm very happy. Bahut khushi ho rahi hai ki aap bhi hamare bade se 36 hour radio marathon pe aap bhi feature ho rahe hain. Humne aapko dekha tha in the reality show India's uh, Raw Star, but usse pehle what were you doing and what was happening in your life? Uske pehle to I was just trying to figure out ki kaise Mumbai pahuncha jaye aur kaise gaane logo tak pahunchaye. So I I had all the struggles that a musician has to find him himself uski identity dhoondna seekhna and I was in Gurukul jahan se music shuru hua and I started uh, started hearing it started with listening to good music acha jo saints karte hai na sham ko riyaz karte hai bhajan karte hai wahan se sunna shuru kiya so that is the first time I fell in love with music and felt how magical the music can be 
और मुझे बहुत अच्छी लगी वो फीलिंग मुझे मुझे ज्यादा चाहिए सो आई गॉट इन्वॉल्व इन द रियाज एंड धीरे धीरे आई स्टार्ट लिस्निंग लॉर्ड ऑफ म्यूजिक फिर मुझे लगा कि अब मुझे ऐसा खुद का म्यूजिक भी बनाना है बनाने खुद के गाने गाने तो आई थिंक वहां से द इंस्पिरेशन ऑफ म्यूजिक स्टार्टेड और बस फिर तो जर्नी शुरू हो गई स्कूल में गाने लगे कॉलेजेस में कॉलेज में पहुंचा तब तक गा ही रहे थे एंड वो सिंगिंग सारे दोस्त कहते हैं अच्छा वेरी गुड सिंगिंग स्कूल के फंक्शंस में गाना देन आई मेड माय यूट्यूब वीडियो एक कवर किया था मैंने वो यूट्यूब पर डालाचुनिटी टू फर्दर रियालिटी शो उसकी वजह से मुंबई आए जब ये इंडिया का आपको मिला What did you want to do reality shows or did you not were you kind of stepping away from reality shows um i mean maine mana kiya tha unko kyunki i was not very interested in reality shows kyunki main typical typical tarike se gana nahi gata hu jaise us waqt bhi nahi gata tha because i had my certain style so agar koi koi gana bhi bollywood ka hota tha to main mere style se gata tha to mujhe laga i was never made for the reality shows क्योंकि वी हैव अ वेरी टिपिकल फॉर्मेट ऑफ रियलिटी शोज के बच्चे आएंगे और उसी तरह से गाएंगे एंड सो वो मैं नहीं कर सकता था बट देन दे टोल्ड मी दैट्स अ वेरी डिफरेंट शो एंड यू कैन सिंग योर ओरिजिनल सॉन्ग्स तो फिर मुझे एक्साइटमेंट हो गया कि अरे ये बड़ा अपॉर्चुनिटी है कि खुद का गाना जो मैंने बनाया है वो मैं परफॉर्म कर पाऊंगा एंड आई परफॉर्म ऑल्सो पहली मोहब्बत एंड एक्चुअली पीपल स्टार्टेड नोइंग मी बिकॉज ऑफ पहली मोहब्बत सो दैट्स द रीजन आई गॉट के नहीं अब मुझे आना है रियालिटी शो में दैट वॉज द रीजन आई हाउ डिड योर फैमिली रियक्ट टू यू वॉन्टिंग टू बिकम अ सिंगर काफी सपोर्ट मिला था फैमिली से या वो सोच रहे थे कि नहीं ये कैसी फील्ड है कैसा करियर है ये नहीं वो सोच ही नहीं रहे थे कि करियर है प्रॉब्लम वो था ना कैसे भी बिजनेस करे या कुछ करे माई फादर वॉन्टेड मी टू बिकम एन आई एस ऑफिसर आई वॉज नॉट गुड एट स्टडीज मतलब मेरा ध्यान हमेशा म्यूजिक में था सो दे कंसिडरिंग दिस एज अ हॉबी बट मैं इसको हॉबी नहीं गिन रहा था मेरे को मेरे मैं आई वॉज वेरी पैशनेट अबाउट म्यूजिक दिन रात ऑलवेज आई हैड म्यूजिक इन माई हेड तो वेन आई वॉज जब वेन आई वॉज ट्राइंग इन अहमदाबाद जब मैं कोशिश कर रहा था स्मॉलेस्ट स्टेप्स तब वो मुझे बहुत कोशिश किया कि आप कुछ और ट्राई कर लो इससे इसमें सक्सेस रेशियो बहुत कम है और लॉन्ग लास्टिंग नहीं है उतना पैसा नहीं है बट आई सेड आई वांट टू डू डू दिस दिस इवन इफ आई फेल आई जस्ट जो भी मैंने डिसीजन लिया था उस वक्त वो अच्छा किया और दे आर वेरी हैप्पी माई फादर इज वेरी वेरी हैप्पी Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like you said, and I think you have stood by this from day one. You wanted, you want to sing. आप खुद अपने गाने गाना चाहते हो. जैसे हमारी music industry आजकल की है, जैसे पुराने गाने नए remix होके आ रहे हैं. मेरे ख्याल से आपने सिर्फ एक गाना ऐसा गाया होगा. And you are one of the younger generations. You have stayed away from doing that, which I think is incredible. But आपके views क्या है इस पे कि जो पुराने गाने remix होके आते हैं, आपकी क्या opinion है? See, मैं 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 पहले भी I have said this कि कोई भी जैसे कोई भी गाना या कोई भी trend आता है आज जैसे if you see on social media also, कुछ भी something becomes popular, any word or any activity or any challenge becomes popular, everybody wants to do it. बिकॉज इट्स पॉपुलर वो चल रही है चीज नॉन पॉपुलर चीज कोई नहीं करता है तो जो रिमिक्स और जो वो चीज है इट्स इट्स अ ट्रेंड जो चल रहे हैं अगर वो पॉपुलर नहीं होते तो नहीं चलते तो कोई नहीं करता 
बट वो गाने आ रहे हैं वो गाने सुपर हिट हो रहे हैं पीपल आर लिस्निंग टू इट वो ट्रेंडिंग चार्ट्स में सबसे ऊपर हैं उनके स्ट्रीमिंग्स हो रहे हैं उनके 200-200 मिलियन नंबर्स हैं सो आई एम कम्प्लीटली नॉट अगेंस्ट और आई एम नॉट कम्प्लीटली विथ रिमिक्स ऑल्सो आई थिंक मैंने भी फिल्मों के अंदर आई हैव संग एक लड़की को देखा विच इज अमेक बट वो रिमेक से ज्यादा रिक्रिएशन है सिर्फ दो लाइने यूज की बाकी एंटायर सॉन्ग इज न्यू सो मैं खुद आई बिलीव इन ओरिजिनैलिटी लोग लोग लोगों को जो भी कंपोजर हैं, जो भी मेकर्स हैं, ऑफ कोर्स दे हैव टू थिंक अबाउट ऑडियंस कि ऑडियंस क्या पसंद करेगी मैं चाहे इतने ओरिजिनल इंडिपेंडेंट आर्टिस्ट हैं गाने हैं पर वो सक्सेसफुल नहीं हो रहे पीपल पीपल वांट टू लिसन टू रिमिक्स लोगों को रिमिक्स सुनना है उन, उनको हिट करना है तो फिर जो बनाने वाले हैं वो वही बनाएंगे जब जब जिस दिन ऑडियंस स्टैंड लेगी कि नो मोर रिमिक्स अब हमको रिमिक्स नहीं सुनना अब हमको ओरिजिनल सुनना है वो सब कुछ वही हो रहा है जो हम कोशिश कर रहे कि हम एटलीस्ट ओरिजिनल म्यूजिक करें क्योंकि अगर इंडिपेंडेंट आर्टिस्ट भी रिमेक करने लगेगा तो फिर वो इंडिपेंडेंट नहीं हुआ इट्सल फिल्म में ठीक है फिल्म का सिचुएशन है फिल्म इज अ कमर्शियल फिल्म फिल्म को कमाना है तो उसके अंदर सारी चीजें जायज है बट इंडिपेंडेंट म्यूजिक आई थिंक आप बाहर भी देखे हर आर्टिस्ट इट इज वॉट यू वॉन्ट से टू योर पीपल Yeah you've always said that Himesh Reshmiya's you know helped you get your first break with Prem Ratan how has your relationship with Himesh ji evolved over the years and how does it stand with him today So I have a bahut massive amount of respect hai unke liye main aaj bhi unko jab milta hu to thoda shy ho jata hu much of respect for him aur ye kehta hu ki agar wo nahi hote तो मैं यहाँ नहीं रहता आपको कोई चाहिए पहला कदम लेने के लिए तो पहला कदम उन्होंने मुझे इस शहर में सिखाया था सो आई एम ऑलवेज ग्रेटफुल उनके आई हैव ग्रोन अप लिस्निंग टू लॉर्ड ऑफ हिज म्यूजिक <laughs> और उनके लिए गाना सो कम्प्लीटली ड्रीम मोमेंट एंड ही बीइंग द ओनली सपोर्ट व्हेन आई स्टार्टेड वाज अ ग्रेट फीलिंग एंड आई आई हैव एज आई सेड अ ग्रेट रिस्पेक्ट फॉर हिम जो हमेशा रहेगी व्हाट सॉर्ट ऑफ स्टफ हैव यू बीन वर्किंग ऑन कुछ और नए नए गाने सुनने को मिलेंगे हमें बहुत ही आई डिड एन एल्बम लास्ट ईयर क्योंकि काफी टाइम था और मुझे बहुत टाइम से एल्बम करना था आई वांटेड टू डू एन एल्बम तो काफी सैड सॉन्ग्स मैंने लास्ट ईयर किए क्योंकि हमारी सिचुएशन भी ऐसी थी बन नहीं रहे थे काफी सारी चीजें म्यूजिकल एवरी आई ट्राई टू बी मोर म्यूजिकल एंड मोर 
कुछ ना कुछ अलग करना है मुझे इस साल तो वो सारी चीजें फाइंड अप आई वुड लव इट इफ यू कैन गिव लाइक अ स्मॉल मैश अप ऑफ योर सॉन्ग्स फॉर योर फैंस हु आर लिसनिंग टू दिस मैं शराब हो गए इनको पीके थोड़े से खराब हो गए ओ मेहरबान क्या मिला जुड़ा होके बता Beautiful. That is lovely, Darshan. Thank you so much. It was really lovely having you, and hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Jaldi, jaldi, ab London aaye, aur ham apko studio me leke aayenge. Fir. Of course, of course, definitely. Thank you so much, Darshan. Look after yourself. You too. Bye. Bye. Listen to our Bollywood Queen Anushka Arora from 12 noon to 4 p.m. weekdays on Sunrise. Joining me on air and on Insta Live right now is the one and only ambassador of UK Bhangra as he travels the world globally, raising the shan and shahrat of Punjabi and Bhangra music. It is the one and only Jesse Sidhu. What is going on, player? Chani, what's going? I was about to uh, say hello to you like I normally say. I know, I know. That was one of the things. I was like, <laughs> people. Listen, man, it's a pleasure to have you on. I've been here nearly four years, and I think Olan, this is. Olan, Olan, Olan. There's people already making silly comments. Don't worry about them. Ignore them. They don't go back on the on the IGTV afterwards. Listen, I've been on this show almost four years, man, and this is the first time that I've had I the chance. Released in four years. Exactly. This is what I'm getting to. Just turn your Instagram volume down, bro. I can I can hear it coming back at us. Uh, and then we could carry on. Listen, I just played Harker Varki, right? That came out in 2017, around about the same time as Salute as well. Why four years, Jesse Sidhu? Why? Um. Okay, let's start from the top first. First of all, the UK ambassador, we need to drop that. Okay. I'm done with that. But it's true though, you are. I, I've done that because it's no use being the UK ambassador of Bangra when the UK, uh, most of the UK media don't feel like you know supporting anything anymore. But so you're still only one of the one of the only people flying that flag globally, bro. Of course, uh, I did an interview last week, PTC, yep. and uh, they were like, "So why did uh, UK Bangra stop in 2011 when you finished your albums?" So I was like, "Huh? They carried on." 
<laughs> no, no, no. You stopped it. No, I didn't stop it. It's been going crazy. Well, it's kind of just the thing that's attached to me, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, why haven't I released? Well, it's a mixture of things. You know, 2017, I started recording the new singles, and then um, I lost my voice. Mm-hmm. I had an issue with the voice. I had uh, dysphonia. Which is when the brain stops sending signals to the throat. So uh, it took like four years of uh, lots of doctors around the world, lots of psychiatrists, lots of alcohol, <laughs> and lots of sad nights. Um, and then, you know, as soon as lockdown happened last year, it kind of suddenly came back. My brains decided that you're not going nowhere. I'll let you sing for a while. Yeah, so, so I'm lo- about to finish the trilogy. So lockdown's been a benefit for you, right? Because it's allowed your voice to relax after all the kind of, I guess, damage through using it extensively. It's allowed mm. it to kind of relax a bit, right? I haven't got a clue. If I had an answer for it, I'd tell you what the answer was. It just like it came back, and because the trilogy was half finished, so like I got to finish the trilogy. And I always, I, I didn't think the trilogy would come out. So for me, it was going to be my swan song. If it ever saw like a day, I was overjoyed. I didn't care about the race. I didn't care if people not liking me. It was just for me, it was like Jesus. That was the last thing I ever going to release after twenty five years. And then luckily, the voice got better last year, so I was able to record four more singles which is kind of there, there. So whatever happens, there's going to be new music this year to celebrate my 25 years. Well, this is it. We'll get to the 25 years in, and the new single in just a second. But let's, I mean, look, actually, no, let's touch on it, right? I I got a lot of people please, sending let me... Let me please answer these people. Please, 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 let me answer these comments. On, no, on, you're on not Instagram. allowed because you're on air, bro. Please, you please, can do, please, please. You could do that. Look, Inquisitive has just joined us. Let's look at the posit- positivity, not the negativity. Kiranee's in the house as well. Look, there's lots of love. Forget the negativity. We're going to get that. We all get that, bro. Let me ask you, right? Kuri Chandigarhi is the name of the new song. Chandigarh Kare Ashiki was one of your biggest tracks. I just played Darshan. What is the connection to Chandigarh? And secondly, on a personal level, do you ever, after 25 years odd, ever get on stage and go, have I got to sing this song again? Let me answer that, break it down. Yeah, the connection on. was the fact that it was going to be the comeback single. Yeah. Kuri Chandigarhi is kind of Chandigarhi associated with me. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, I put on my uh, Twitter that um, all the new singles, Kuri Chandigarhi, is coming out soon. And some young girl just thought, isn't it with all these singers and Chandigarhi? They've got nothing else to talk about. Yeah. And the guy below messaged her and said, do you want to go check? Jesse started the Chandigarhi thing. It was like, but she didn't know. She was like 19, 20 to her. I'm a, a dad's best friend or something. She <laughs> you know? So... It's strange because I started the Chandigarh thing in whatever, 98 originally and then 2002, the remix. Since then, it's in almost, it's as popular as the word Jat. Yeah. It is. But, you it know, is. I, I think I deserve like a, a kind of, you know, my name recognized at Mohali Airport or something. I, I'm just throwing it out there do for you, the second interview running. Do, do you think they should call it the Jesse Sidhu Terminal? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. That's the one. The Jesse Sidhu Terminal. Yeah. All right, so, Will no one be getting off there? Don't run it. Forget it. Nope. We'll just drive. Satch Mist has just joined us as well. What is going on, Satch? Right. Listen, I need to ask you this as well, right? So, Kori Chandigarhi, the video, I think, as far as I know, not just in the Asian scene, but certainly in the Western world as well, the first person to shut down Rodeo Drive to shoot a music video. Yeah, yeah, that was a waste of money. Um, <laughs> paid for a permit and you got like 10 minutes. By the time I got my bag fly out, sorted my bag out, got ready, I got three minutes left, I could have just done it. Gorilla, it's a panic attack trying to get the shots ready. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Waste of money. But you know what? I'm in a place where I can waste money now and, and it doesn't bother me that much because for me, anything I've done now, this year especially, after the four years of what I've been through with yeah. my voice, is just a bonus to me. But it's, it's genuinely a... 
A bonus. Is it wasted money though, Jesse? Because we live in an audio-visual world now because the visuals are being consumed on phones, on tubes, on planes or whatever it is. So actually, it's not really wasted money because most people are consuming music through the visual, right? No, I agree with you. You know, uh, another artist, uh, a good friend of mine once told me, he goes, you can't be asking for big money from clients when your videos cost two grand. Yeah. And it's true. You know, I could turn up and shoot one out on, you know, Broadway and say, yeah, I'm keeping it real. I'm not really keeping it real. I'm just saving money. <laughs> and... There's a lot of people that now claim that, oh, it doesn't matter what the visual's like because they're seeing all these Canadian-American videos that are just, like, really basic, but they've got the backdrop for it. You yeah. know, there's not much we can do here. Yeah. If I shot a video walking down Soho Road, I'm telling you, I can't ask for six grand a gig. It's gone. You must leave it. That's true. So I have to spend big budgets on videos, but with this stuff, genuinely, what Kuri Chandigadi was shot free the voice issues. It was just when they were starting. But even after that, Jack Varga and Ballet, I've spent money because, for me, this year wasn't a given. It was never a given for me to come out to celebrate my 25th year. And so to have it, I really don't care now. I just like, I'm getting to do something I never thought would happen. We're, we'll talk about 25 years in just a sec. You forgot to answer one part of my question. Do you ever, as an artist, get on stage ah, and someone sorry. comes up and goes, Oh, Darshanagad, Epaji, do you ever get fed out of that? Or do you think you owe a lot of what you are and who you are today because of that? Um... You know, rarely I get requested Darshan outside of the UK. Strange. Oh. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, and look, I, I don't like when I'm performing, one of the first things I say to people is, it's not worth it. You're booking one singer, he's got one song, he'll sing every other every other song will be that song. And yeah. It, it kind of gets repetitive. But like, VG, I have to sing twice. I always sing at the start and at the end because it's a wedding song and you do it. I never get bored of people asking for my songs because at the end of the day, you know, if they didn't ask for them, I'd be sitting at home twiddling my thumbs. That's true. So it, it, whatever they ask for, you just do it. Unless they ask for some random song off one of my albums that I can't remember. The, oh, I can't remember that song. Oh, I think that is rubbish. Take him to the side and tell him why I think it's so bad. And of course, like India as a market has become big for you, right? I never knew. Look, I've known you for 20 odd years now, right? I mentioned just before you came on that our friendship started on the set of Bendila Beckham, even though I'd met you extensively before that. Mm. We started hanging out after that. And, you know, do you, you've started to do these medleys of like Hindi songs and all that kind of stuff. Is that something that you felt cornered to do? Because it wasn't really something that you kind of vibed with. <clears throat> you know, when I first went to India in 2011, you know, you think you're the big I am. Oh, yeah, I play all my songs start to finish. Then you realize watching the other artists form, you've got to sing a few covers here and there. So you've got to add in what the, that crowd wants. Mm -hmm. It's just part of being an entertainer. It's what you've got to do. Otherwise, you can have your actor and say, I'm only performing my old songs. But I'm telling you right now, there's not an artist I can think of that doesn't do yeah. covers here and there. Yeah, you're right. It's something you have to do. And you know what? I'm being honest. How many times do you have to sing BG or Chandigarh or Amaniyama or Ranja? Are they bored of it? It's nice to get a cool vision. So it's, so it's nice for you to sing a few of the other tracks as well. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. also, when I in got... In lower keys. Well, yeah. It was brilliant when they're in lower keys. Like, awesome. When I got married in India in 2006, you didn't have the kind of synergy with India as a country at that time. Oh, I couldn't stand it. What oh, changed? Oh, oh, oh. What changed? You know, funnily enough, see, the week before last, I was in Jaipur and I drove past where you got married. Udaipur, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I Jaipur now, like, oh, Udaipur or whatever it is. I still don't know where they are. I'm just like, it's a poor, take me. <laughs> it's a poor. Yeah, I don't mind. It's a poor, I'll perform. Yeah, um, I think the energy changed when I started going there. Like, by your wedding was 2005-ish. I used to yeah. solely go shoot videos and get out. Yeah. Or go and perform at the PTC Awards. And, and get out. English radio station, Sorry. <laughs> 
I've got no chill. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's fine. I'll let you do that. That's all good. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So then, it's only in 2011 when we released uh, like the last album, uh, Nadine Sound, and uh, released uh, VVGV uh, Jalea in Speedy Sings. Then I went out there for the promotion with Akshay and that. And then I thought, I realised that there's a whole different world here. You know, like building shows and everything. It's a whole different world that I can actually live in. That like it was not so far off the England vibe, which is always scary when you flip it completely and go to Punjab, and it's kind of like daunting doing shows in Punjab. I've done them, mm. but it's very daunting. But it was a lot easier, and so going out there at the time, it kind of gave me a second kind of like second lease of life. I was mm. like, wow, so many people are just so. And the Punjab they show in India is something else, man. They yeah. know it's something else. Here, you know, you barely get Jessica photo. I don't like you, my cousin does. Oh, all right, mate. Thanks, yeah. sorry for that. Hey, there's yeah, a lot more respect know, for artists in India oh, than there is in this country. Insane. For sure. It's insane. so sweet. So, you know, I get told up by the management for taking photos. Like, Bhai Baskar, I'm only asking for a photo at the end of the day. Yeah. But to them, it's so normal. They've seen it with so many artists. Like, management are like, ah, forget it. Go on. There's millions of people like that. Come on, yeah. keep going. It's just that it changed my perception of working and doing stuff out there. Okay, listen. So, let's talk about uh, 25 years. One of the questions that somebody sent me to my direct email, however that happened, I don't know, uh, said... Oh, was... You still got Talk 21? Yeah, yeah. How is that email still going? When, when was the last time that you performed in the UK with a live band, Jesse? New Year's Eve... 2017 2018 like 2018 yeah and that was when the voice started like having issues and and do you think that's going to be something you go back to will that ever be a thing again I'd like to you know what it is I can sing live there's no problem with my voice I can sing live the problem was recording it wasn't as clear and you know I sing in a high key and it, I always say my voice is like a, a, a sports car it has to be pristine otherwise you can hear it in my vocals yeah. so I'm hoping you know the, the world tour we're doing at the end of the year it's either going to be fully live or it'll be semi-live or something like that because then I can just talk to people and you know stop the songs when I feel like it and do what I need to do and for me that world tour was what this was all about for me seeing the people that have grown up with me so let's talk about that then. 25 years in the industry, Jesse Sidhu. Firstly, congratulations, right? You are planning a world tour. There will be a 25-year anniversary tour, which will see you in conversation with uh, a host and performing live. How do you see that panning out? Where do you think you're going to go with it? And how many shows will you do? I have no idea now with COVID. We're still hoping that we start around October time. So we'll do UK first. There'll be just small shows. I don't want to do big shows. There'll be small shows. Um... I want it intimate. I want it like, because you know what? Let's be honest. Ain't no under 25 is going to really want to come because they'll be like, isn't that Sidhu Musa? Oh, wrong Sidhu. Cool, move on. <laughs> you know, it's more for the people that have grown up with me. And, and as I've got older and I've, I've, I like, it annoys every person, every, sorry, media artist hates getting old. Mm. For me now, it's just like, it's cool. You know, when you meet someone and go, bro, I used to listen to you when B21 at school. And then when I went to uni, man, you killed it with reality check. And then I'm a wedding, you're playing VG. And then, you know, my daughter, she loves John Manga. I'm like, I've just crossed your whole life yeah. singing in this weird high-pitched voice of mine. Yeah. So you've got a story that goes with it. So for me, I just want them kind of people to come along and give them some memories and let them, you know, reminisce the 25 years I've had with them. Yeah. So we all put this in UK at the end of the year uh, shoot off to Canada for a couple a few in America this is all dependent on the COVID we're hoping to do Diwali in Nairobi and then Singapore, Malaysia and then back to India and and where in that part of uh, that list do you think other than the UK of course we know that where are you most looking forward to I know that's a difficult question but I know you get a lot of love in East Africa you haven't been there for a while is that something you're looking forward to most? yeah I'm looking forward to Africa a lot I'm really looking forward to Africa Africa yeah because uh, I've been putting them shows up. I've turned down. In the last four years, you know, 
any promoter that is listening, feel free to message. They message and contact us, and I turn them down mm. just because my voice was such a pain in my bleep. Mm. But I just didn't feel like performing. You know, there was that uh, at, at Wembley Box Park yeah. where I pulled out last minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'll be honest now. I didn't pull out last minute. I was never going to perform. I just couldn't do it. Mm. I had I had the worst fear of going out live. My voice wasn't going to be that good. Mm. So you know, all these countries that I've been asking for four years. And I know it was solely based on all the old music. I always wanted to go back with the new stuff. And now it took its time, but hopefully by the end of the year, we can start this and go back on the road and I'll have the new stuff, the old stuff. I was doing the set list of the day for the, the, the new tour, including yeah. the four new singles. I was like, that's a lot of music. That's like 34 songs. Not just fillers, 34 songs you know and heard and seen the videos too. Yeah. So it's going to be kind of cool. Well, you know, so many people just now mentioned the word Tusker because we talked about East Africa, so that's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> to go on. I know that you're looking forward to getting back on the road and you're one of the few artists that has recently, after a year, been able to go to uh, countries abroad and do shows. How's that been for you? In India was... Um, um, the first two days I got there, I was pushing people, move away from me, keep away from me. Yeah, no, keep your distance. Come here. By the third day, I could I was... You know, at the show, you know, you're hugging everybody, taking photos of everyone. Years fall into the back to normality. So I'm telling you one thing, you know, everyone's sitting at home thinking, what will normality be like? Will I be okay? After the third day, you'll be totally back to normal. Coming back here was odd, landing at Heathrow. You know, you came to pick me up. Yeah. I didn't wear my mask on. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing a mask. What's going on? So, you know, it was, it was lovely to be back in that work mode back into flipping into that mode but it's still weird because you know three quarters of the world is still in lockdown mm. well Jesse I'm going to have to let you go shortly but before you go um, it's been four years since you released anything and now you are rolling on fire we've already got Kuri Chandigarhi today you announced that Jatvarga will be out next week what can we expect over the coming I think months so, by the way Jatvarga might be delayed because of India's locking down all over Okay. so T-Series are deciding what they're doing with the releases so you know, that's not me Okay. Not me. So, so but definitely quite soon close to to close you're going to release those quite I'm hoping all three songs of the trilogy will be out by May the 8th wicked there you go then and then you're going to stake to the road once COVID allows us to go back to being normal people man well I'm heading back to India uh, April the end of April so I'll be back there for a couple of months and Jesse Sidhu 25 hopefully will start rolling out around about October you said yeah fingers crossed man fingers crossed all being well let's keep our fingers crossed for you it is Vasaki this week coming is there anything you would like to say while you've got the attentions of some people I don't know Basaki unfortunately it'll be another Basaki where we're locked down we can't go out and do what we normally do but we have to go through this to get to the other side and next Basaki will obviously be as amazing as always amazing Jesse Sidhu it's always a pleasure oh, to catch up second vaccination you're not going to yeah that's true one day. that's true you know, you know people are a bit with their silly conspiracies I've had my second one today so please if you're getting the messages or you're getting the emails or texts get your vaccines done and if you're not just log on and just get it done because that's the only way we're going to get back to reality ain't no one's going to put a chip in there and follow you sitting at home on your Facebook <laughs> watching Netflix no one cares just get your vaccine done oh Jesse it's always a pleasure whether I meet you socially whether I meet you professionally whatever it is you're always a surprise and you are a diamond man have a great weekend whatever you're up to much love to the family hopefully see you in the studio very very soon and make sure yes, you rest the voice and make sure you give it all the health and love that you need to give it and we'll get you back on the road soon man thank you thank you guys peace and for a slightly different flavour, catch Amit Chana between 7am and 10am on breakfast at weekends.
This is Anila Dami on Sunday. I'm now going to speak to Laura Farris, co-chair of the Women and Work All Party Group, MP, member of the Home Affairs Select Committee and Conservative MP for Newbury. Morning, MP Farris. Good morning. So this morning we've been going through the papers and talking about all these allegations and accusations when it comes to Boris Johnson, Dominic Cummings, you've got Dyson. The Labour leader, Sir Keir Starmer, has described the barrage of allegations against the Prime Minister's conduct as sleaze, 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 and it's all on his watch. I mean, what do you make of the fact that Sir James Dyson asked and was granted a tax waiver when people across the country have had their taxes increased to help cover the cost of recovery? Well, I think it is really important to go back to where we were a year ago. You know, the fact of the matter is is that the UK did not have enough ventilators at the start of the crisis. And the Prime Minister was was trying to move mountains in order to save lives. I mean, you'll remember, I'm sure, how desperate it was Mm. when we first went into lockdown. The hospitals were filling up. ICU wards were filling up. I had doctors in my own constituency calling me and describing how desperate they were. And one of the things that I think has been a bit lost in the Dyson exchange is, you know, what James Dyson was asking for was for his employees, if they were to come from Singapore to the UK, wouldn't face higher taxes if they were working on emergency work to build ventilators. There wasn't a benefit for the Prime Minister and there wasn't a benefit for James Dyson. And I I honestly actually can't believe really that this has come up as a story because I think people would expect the Prime Minister to be moving mountains in a desperate moment like that. Um, And... Look, I, I understand why... Then you would wonder, because, of course, you know, it's moving mountains, and I fully understand that. It's an emergency yeah. situation. We're in a pandemic. On the other hand, though, Dyson are worth £2.6 and there are people in this country who have needed furlough, and, of course, you know, the government has cut business taxes uh, yeah. and, and business rates and all of that, and it's had the furlough scheme. But at the same time, taxes now are going to increase for people. And you just wonder, well, well what about moving mountains for all those people who have lost their jobs during the well, pandemic? Look, look. If, if it was the case that James Dyson had been saying, I want to put all my workers into the UK you know, for, for a period of 12 months or 18 months or two years, or I want some favourable treatment in the long term, then I think there would be force in your criticism. But we're talking about getting workers from Singapore to the UK for a couple of months to build ventilators. And, and by the way, we did get enough ventilators into the UK. One of the things that we never had, and you know, you'll be as aware as everybody listening, are you know, the, the virus was extremely unpredictable, and there were some very difficult moments. But the one thing that we never, in the end, had was a person in the United Kingdom who couldn't access a van- ventilator when they needed it. So, mm. I think it was a short-term solution for for an immediate problem. And I would accept your criticism if it was something more substantial in terms of the tax break, but it just wasn't. And of course, you know, there is all this to and fro. And I just wonder, do you think your party is now having a difficult task of regaining the trust of the British public? Do you think there does need to be more checks and balances? And actually, would you welcome an investigation into all of this just for that transparency? Well, look, I think that the British public are are absolutely entitled to know how their money is spent. But I do think that there is a, a significant difference between things that were done and decisions that were made in an extreme situation, particularly around March and April of last year, when we didn't we didn't have enough of the right stuff. We didn't have enough ventilators. We were short on PPE. And I had sort of doctors and nurses on the front line, for example, telling me things that 
sort of students at a local college had made them some visors and had made them gowns and they weren't sure that they were good enough. So I think when you've seen it my way and seen the pressure the other side when it was people were absolutely desperate for this stuff, I think that I think that the public actually give the government rightly quite a bit of leeway on what they were trying to do because they weren't trying to make themselves rich, they were trying to meet the need. However, in general, do I think that we need to have transparency in, in in the way that public money is spent and in terms of, you know, who's getting what? Then I absolutely do think that. Mm. And, um, you know, I mean, look, an inquiry, for example, has been set up and begun, in fact, into, the, the, you know, the David Cameron texting issue, which obviously was big, big news in the last couple of weeks. I think that's right. I think it's fair to see how, they, I mean, he didn't end up getting any government money, but of course there was a text, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's right that, we, that the public feel that actually we need to look at that, and I think it's right, an inquiry's been set up. And just moving on to stalking, because new data shows that the threat of online stalking has increased. And despite there being calls for stronger protection for women, the Conservative Party voted against the introduction of a register for stalkers and domestic abusers. Why is that? So it's quite important that this is um, kind of understood correctly, because it's often being reported as a register for stalkers that doesn't already exist. And the truth of the matter is that's not what the request is. The request came, it was a Lord's Amendment. And the request is to add to something called the MAPA um, classification, a new category that would apply to people who have previously done domestic abuse Mm -hmm. or harassment or stalking. And it would be a new category four onto the pre-existing three categories. Now, the pre-existing categories, the first one deals with sexual violence. The person is convicted of any form of sexual violence, they automatically get recorded on MAPA. The second one is for serious violence, typically terrorism, they automatically get recorded. And the third category is for any other dangerous offence. It's a discretionary category. And it should already include domestic abusers and people who have done more kind of low-level, but nonetheless you know, persistent, aggressive, worrying um, types of crime. Mm. And by and large, it does record them. But what the Home Office has seen is that on the ground, sometimes the agencies are not sharing that information correctly. And that's how people kind of slip through the net. Mm. So really, the point of disagreement between us and the other side on this particular issue is not whether these people should be recorded. They should but there would be almost no circumstances where you'd get someone who ought to go on to the new Category 4 that's being proposed who wouldn't actually, with the same crime, qualify for one of the other categories that already exist. Mm, and so right. we say the current system should work better rather than simply adding a new kind of level on um, when, it's, when we think it's not working well enough as it is. And what do you make of the criminal justice system and the process? I mean, data from the Susie Lampler Trust shows that there's this sense that the criminal justice system doesn't work and often police misunderstand stalking behaviours. Sarah Everard, the case happened now, it's been about a month since that case happened. Do you think that there needs to be reform when it comes to these issues that disproportionately impact women? I think that is a really good question, actually. Um, and I do think it is a kind of hole in the law where um, sort of I, I, sort of, I don't I think I think what you see actually is that it's quite unevenly policed, and what you'll see is sometimes what looks like quite low level um, predatory behaviour will suddenly explode into something much more serious, and the warning signs have been missed. 
And what you'll often hear is that, well, what the person was doing before was a bit odd, but it wasn't, it didn't reach a criminal threshold. And it, it is one of those grey areas that I think does does deserve actually a lot more focus because you do see people who, for example, who've complained to the police and the police have said, well, you know, they just haven't done that much. They were parked outside your house or they were doing this and that. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up getting much more serious. And there were even some actually really worrying stories where people have been, there was one case where I think a woman was, I think she got some sort of punishment for wasting police time and then the man went on to kill her and she was saying, you know, that he was stalking her. So I think in general, actually, uh, there are lots of MPs like me, actually, on all sides of the house talking about stalking. Mm. And I do think there's a case for looking, again, at how we identify it and classify it and how we get consistency in the police response. Because I I do think your question is a very good one, actually. Well, uh, thank you, MP Farris, for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Tune in every Sunday, 10am to 12 noon, for Anila Dhani on Sunday, giving the British Asian community a voice on the matters of the day. It is that time. It is one of my favourite times on the show. I have an amazing couple on the line with me right now. They are called uh, Kajal and Paul. It's time for the couples game. How well do you know your partner? Welcome, Paul. Kajal, how are you guys? Oh, we are good. We've had a wonderful day today, enjoying the weather. Beautiful so sunshine. Actually, we did couple picnic. So how wonderful is that? Oh, very apt indeed. So listen, do me a favour then. Just tell everyone quickly about yourselves, how you guys met, how long you've been together, and the incredible uh, kind of thing about how many children you guys have. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So we're both in our second marriage. We came from a divorced relationship. We were met online. And um, he was from Kent and I was, of course, a girl from Kenya living in London. And um, uh, it was just literally love at first sight, okay? He has got three children, I have got four children, and we have a massive, beautiful, big family now. My goodness me, seven. But can, can I just... Nine years ago. Nine, nine years ago. Can I just ask, by the way, who made the first, first move? Though? When, even when you knew it was love at first sight, who made the first move? Me, of course. Ah, yay! I love it, I love it. <laughs> and, and, of course, very importantly, how? Did you, like, grab her hand, look deeply into her eyes, and then just give her a big Hell kiss? Oh yeah. <laughs> we, 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 had that, uh, we actually met, we, funny enough, we met at the um, uh, Champagne Bar in Westfield uh, nine years ago on our first kind of date. And it was, I just remember... Uh, she, she, she let me wait for a whole hour and I didn't actually think she was turning up <laughs> uh, and then I got a call and I thought oh here we go and she said hi can't you see me and she's standing right behind me and then her beautiful smile and her twinkling eyes just kind of literally my heart skipped the beat and uh, it was kind of a, absolutely electric from there on in no, um, wow yeah, beautiful beautiful day that that's just such a beautiful story i love 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 that and uh do you know what can i just say as well paul such a gentleman for waiting that hour because like i think my patience would have been tested in about 30 minutes or so i would have been like mm, should i shouldn't i yeah it's, i think that's um you know 
classic Indian timings, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, she made anyway. her, she was spending time on herself, and uh, she was it was all obviously <laughs> cool. totally worth it in That's the end. Cool. All right, so <laughs> you guys know the, the how the challenge works is very simple. One of you stays in the room with me on the phone, the other one leaves the room and hopefully cannot hear us. I ask that person with yep. me five questions, and then we bring the other person back, and you have to try and guess your partner's answers. So, I, I under, as I understand it, Paul, you're going to be the one doing the guessing. You're the brave man who's going to be doing the guessing to see how yeah. well you know Gajal. Yeah, I'm going to shoot out of the room now. So, I'll say goodbye and uh, you'll call me back in, I guess. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's all right. We'll speak to you very shortly, Paul. All right, Gajal, you tell us when he's out of the room and in a yeah. soundproof part of the house or something that okay. he can't hear. Well, you make sure you close the door properly. Okay. Superb, right, okay, I love it Okay, are you ready? Okay, so I've, I've switched up a couple of the questions Especially for you, right? Because normally I would ask about naughty snacks But I know you're a very healthy individual Because you have your own Instagram as well Where you do like Kajal's Healthy Kitchen And you're very, yeah. very into health So I'm not going to ask you that question So question number one for you is, right? Hypothetical uh, question, here we go um, You're running late for something very important But you only uh-huh. have time to do one thing Do you right. get your hair done Or do you get your nails done? Hair done. Hair, all the way, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, no worries. Hands not so important. You could always put gloves on, right? Couldn't you? So I suppose yeah. that kind of makes sense, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. I love it. Kajal, question number two. Who is your fav- What is your favourite song or music artist? Now, we've already kind of chatted about this, so you might have to mix it up a little bit. Could be anything. Hollywood, Bollywood, pop, whatever. Whatever it is. Favourite music artist or a particular song? Alright, so um, I like Bollywood songs um, and especially as I said first of all of course Arjit Singh but then if it's not Arjit Singh then I would go for um, you know uh, um, Nusrat Fateli Khan he's my favourite and for years and years he always brings that uh, you know soothing feeling in my heart so I love Nusrat Fateli Khan Oh, very good choice I love that I love that uh, question number <laughs> question number three, Kajal, uh, and a yeah. really important one. Say one thing that is still on your bucket list and very near the top. Ah, right, bucket list, right. So, um, uh, owning a cottage house. Ooh. So, um, right now, I mean, I've, because lots of kids always had, you know, kind of a bigger size house and all that kind of thing, but I've always had a dream of owning a very tiny little home um, something very nice and warm and it's got to be a cottage and by the countryside so that's my bucket list and that's my dream oh I love that <laughs> that's so sweet I expected something a bit more grandiose but I love that that's so cool <laughs> I love it I love it question number four um, the one place in the world you've yet to go to that you have to visit next Right, so um, the, the place I have to visit next, wow, India, India. India, uh, is it somewhere yeah. you've, you've probably been before, right? No, I've never been to India. <gasps> no, really? Never, my entire family has been, I've never been to India. Wow. And uh, uh, yes, yes, I've never been to India. Can you imagine? I've been so many places, but India. So oh, it is my on my list. And I always used to say when kids grow up, I'm going to go with my kids. Uh, now they're all grown up all four of them they are working away and I think it's right time for me to travel with them to India because I always say when they grow up I want them to meet my family and you know 
um, get to know my heritage together. I love that. I love that. <laughs> oh, so sweet. All right, last but not least, your favourite, uh-huh. favourite, sorry, big pun, your favourite movie uh, of all time. Oh, wow. Favourite movie. It's got to be um, uh, any of the James Bond movies. Oh, really? Or, <laughs> yes, I like. Uh, or actually, actually, no, 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 no. It's um, uh, Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. Let's, let's put to that one. Oh, uh, okay, cool. All right, perfect. So that's all five questions. So let's get yes. Paul back in the room and see how well he does at this. <laughs> get him in, yeah. Get him in, yeah. We're we'll waiting right. for Paul. We're we'll waiting for Paul. You're listening to the uh, Love Lounge Hi. with the Love Doctor. We're playing the couples challenge. If you ever want to take we part, we love this love doctor. We love you. Oh, they love the love doctor. I'm, fe- I'm feeling the love as well. I'm feeling the love. Paul, are you there? Yeah, so I think I just feel like I've just entered a no win zone, really. <laughs> I think I really think that. Whatever happens now, I'm going to be in trouble. No, no, <laughs> no. not at all. Not at all. I think you've got this, actually. All right, cool. So I asked, um, the first question I asked Agarja was a hypothetical. I said to her, she's uh, she's running late for something very important. She only has time to do one thing, which is either her hair or her nails. Which one does she get done? Hair. All right, cool. Oh, nice. Quickly, right? We'll tell you the uh, score at the end, by the way, of course. Uh, okay. Question number two. Uh, I asked her her favourite song or music artist. Now, we were on the phone earlier. She mentioned, of course, Arjit Singh. So that would have been too easy. So she mentioned another one. Can you guess who that person is, that artist is? Blimey. Um, oh, gosh, 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 gosh. <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> if, it's, if it's an Indian uh, song... Um, oh, uh, oh, what's his name? I can't, I can't remember his name. I always now. listen to him. I always listen to him, but <laughs> I, I doubt he's remember I thought it was just me who loved it. I hear my voice singing. No, Paulie, I do listen to other people's voices. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what's his name? Oh, I can't if you stop thinking about it, sometimes it comes to you, right? We'll come back to question two in a minute, okay. right? He might just pop into your head. And I've just given you a clue there, he. Uh, question three. Uh, I asked Gajal to name one thing that's very near to the top of her bucket list. What do you think she said? <laughs> Listen, this is tough. I don't know. Uh, going, to be, are they going to another country or something that she hasn't been to. Um, like... Uh, I don't know, maybe India or Bali or somewhere like that. Well, interestingly enough, uh, right, we're going to have to accept that as your answer, right? But interestingly yeah. enough, I was quite surprised when she said it was not not something travel related. I was very surprised. Ah. However, the next question, <laughs> yeah. this is one oh, for God. you now. Uh, the one place in the world that she's yet to go to that she has to visit next. Ah, okay. Oh, India, I think. All right, cool. No way. So that was question four. Last but not least, we'll come back to question two. Uh, I asked her to name her favourite movie of all time. What do you think she said? <laughs> you never get it. You never get it. <laughs> you made it hard for him. If it's an Indian one, I've got no chance. Oh, I know. She only knows a few words of Indians, like Tokyo <laughs> and all that kind of thing. All the, all the jobs I'm given, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Um, I I have no idea on film Uh, uh, you know other than four weddings and a funeral if it's just uh, 
Well, I'd be likely to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made Cardio made it hard for you. Okay, all right, no worries. So we we we, we will go, go back to question two. Do you remember the name of the artist? Because I have a feeling you know who it is, um, but you, it's probably one of those ones that's just on the tip of his tongue. Is it the one that's kind of got like four names? Is that what you're thinking? Is it the four names? Like N- Nasrat? Does that ring a bell? <laughs> you're, you're, doing, you're doing your best to help me out here. Yeah, I've got to give you a little bit of a clue. Yeah, you do remember. Do you follow that guy who's, you know, like he's big and I remember and you say he's like, he makes that cat noises kind of thing? Like, and he can't. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's the one. Oh, well, I, I shouldn't say that anyway. Yeah, of course. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right. Okay. We've got to hurry ever so slightly, but I'm going to tell you now. Let me just quickly do the scores. Hold on. Here we go. So you got uh, uh, minus three. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've got to build the suspense, though. The score was. Get ready for it. Here we go. <laughs> Drum roll. You got three out of five. Yay! <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you what you got. I know. Question one was hair. You got that right. Uh, question yeah. two, you got it right. It was Nusrat Fatele Khan. Number three, bucket list. She said owning a quaint small cottage in the country. So, yeah. Uh, question four, the one place you said India. Absolutely right. And then favourite movie. She went for one of her... She did say James Bond, actually, which was previous. And then she came back to one of the Bollywood films, an all-time classic, Kuch Kuch Hota Hai, which probably everyone knows. Uh, yeah. yeah. Four weddings, I know. Well, kind of, yeah, well, not quite four weddings, but, you know, very similar. Uh, <laughs> the English version. No, uh, you did, you guys did so well. Though. Round of applause to you guys. I mean, do you know what it's Thank it's you. quite tough because you don't know the questions at all so it could be absolutely no. anything so um, but th- three out of five is not bad but I just wanted to say thank you so much to you guys for taking part that was pretty cool I have to say lots Good. of love to you Amit oh, lots of love to you guys as well catch our love guru Amit Soda between 7pm and 10pm every Sunday for that chill out zone